Hello and welcome back to Redirected. My name is Andrew East and this is a show where we sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, really anybody who has experienced a pivot or change in life. At some point or another, we all go through these transitions and I wanted to sit down with people who have made it through these well in order to glean some wisdom, but also hear some pretty fascinating stories. And so today we are continuing our Forbes 30 Under 30 series where we sit down with young, ambitious people who have wild visions for the future and aren't afraid to pursue those visions and pursue those goals. And so our guest today, his name is Nick Cherkuri, and he is the co-founder of a company called Third Eye. And Third Eye creates augmented reality glasses. So you may be familiar with Google glasses. They're literally eyeglasses that you wear, like sunglasses or reading glasses that you place on your face, but they have different uses like live video streaming and 3D modeling. And Nick's company, Third Eye, has racked up over $5 million in paid contracts and has over 500 apps for their glasses platform. It is fascinating. I myself am a tech geek, so I really enjoyed this conversation to sit down with someone who has this wild goal of video live streaming through eyeglasses and to hear how he made it work uh, was really inspiring. So I'm thankful that Nick took the time to join our show. We talked about a lot of different things, including why he wasn't too discouraged by the Google Glass uh, trouble in their rollout and why he thinks that this is an important product to create. We also hear about some of the potential uses for augmented reality glasses. I really enjoyed this conversation. And if you want to find out more about Nick and his company, Third Eye, we will link the information down below. Before we jump into it, if you haven't subscribed to the show or given it a rating, please do so on whatever platform you're listening on. And let's just go ahead and roll into it with Nick Cherkuri. Nick, thank you so much for joining me today. It is truly an honor to meet you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for your time. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so I am really excited to hear about the projects that you have going on. Um, I am kind of ignorant in the world of, of mixed reality and augmented reality, so I'm, I'm excited to get schooled up. But I would love to first, if you could kind of set the scene for us of giving us an idea of what your background was like, maybe what the foundation um, you grew up in, the context you grew up in, uh, potentially what your parents did, how, what made you interested in what you're doing right now? Definitely. So I grew up around New York, I'm in Princeton, New Jersey, um, dirty Jersey. Um, but <laughs> I went to college in Philly, uh, um, University of Pennsylvania, and at college, um, junior year, I started uh, the Penn Augmented and Virtual Reality Club because AR, VR, about five, six years ago, it was just starting to take off. So I thought, um, why not uh, start a club that focuses on this new technology? And we actually gained a lot of interest. We had about 200 students join the club, and a lot of them are now working at like, Oculus and a lot of the big uh, AR, VR companies. So um, after graduating, I was kind of deciding, do I, do I want to go into finance like everyone else or uh, like all my friends, or do I want to start my own company? And I thought, I'm young, um, I don't have a family, so why not uh, put my energy, create my own startup? So senior year, I started Third Eye, uh, which uh, it kind of makes, the name makes sense because it's kind of like you're having three eyes on your face, you're having more information in front of you, right? So Third Eye kind of made sense for augmented reality. And we, since then we've been growing our team, we had a, we've been ha having a lot of cool stuff happen, and we're really focusing on uh, b2b augmented reality so i've always mm -hmm. been entrepreneurial i've always uh, i started a couple of companies like app companies before i've always enjoyed um, being able to control my own destiny and augmented reality we saw this as the future of where technology is going uh so we thought this was an opportune time uh to kind of take a chance on ar and 
knock on wood, uh, we we're, we're in a pretty good position right now. Nick, so it seems to me that you overlooked a huge part of your upbringing, and that was uh, the fact that you're an Eagle Scout, fellow Eagle Scout over here. <laughs> awesome, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I grinded through all the merit badges, the whole thing. Um, yeah, I love that. So in your profile, I think it was on Forbes, it says that uh, you weren't deterred by the consumer rollout of Google Glass. I was right. I was super pumped for Google Glass because I was like, oh, my gosh. This is going to change the world. And I would love for you to three things. One, give us your definition of what augmented reality is. Two, uh, give us what third eye, how third eye uses augmented reality. And three, if you could tell me about your perspective on why Google Glass might not have made it, I would be curious. Definitely. So augmented reality, we consider this the future of where technology is going. So 50 years ago, you had these really large desktop computers, then the laptop came, then the phones came, and now you have these really small, nice iPhones. Uh, and AR is considered the next step after the phone uh, because it enables you to be hands-free. What this essentially is, is a phone on your face. So anything a phone can do, this can do, except you're hands-free. You don't need to look down. So if you're walking around a city, you won't be bumping into people anymore because you'll be looking straight ahead in front of you. So this is considered the next major uh, technology platform after the phone. And if you look at even all the major companies like Apple, Google, Goldman Sachs, they're all predicting that in five, 10 years from now, these glasses will replace your phone. Uh, so what this essentially is, is phone on your face. But the reason that we feel that uh, Google Glass didn't succeed is right now, if you look at these glasses, like I wouldn't walk around the street wearing them. Like they're too uh, big and bulky. So mm -hmm. the te technology hasn't reached the stage where like normal consumers can walk around like New York City or any anywhere and wear these and have them look cool on your face, like a pair of like Oakley sunglasses. So we're not at the techn technical uh, stage yet. So right now that's what we're B2B. But when Google Glass came out, they kind of thought that like people would be fine walking around the wearing these, but they just look weird. They couldn't do that much, that many applications that so they were pretty pointless. Um, and they, they, that's why they kind of, uh, uh, bottomed out. Um, uh, but I definitely think in five, 10 years from now, when this technology with the capabilities that this has in terms of all the applications it can do 5g and all those, um, powerful mixed reality applications in five, 10 years from now, like we'll see everyone walking around the street, wearing like a really small version of these glasses. So it's definitely going to happen yeah. in the future. It's, it's like that TV show, black mirror, um, where like people are walking around and they're seeing like information in front of their face. I definitely think that's part of our future. So am I correct in saying that third eye, your product is the slimmest profile and the lightest weight of any augmented reality glasses? That's correct. Uh, for augmented mixed reality. So in terms of displaying, 3D holograms in front of your face. Right now, we're half the size and half the price of our competition. And the reason for this is uh, our background, our team background is from the US military. So we've been developing, um, our team members have been developing this technology for the US military for about a decade or plus. So they have a lot of technical expertise in terms of really creating cutting edge technology. And if you see a lot of the most famous uh, tech nowadays, like the internet, GPS, lasers, um, Siri on your iPhone, they all came from the military first, military R&D labs, and then to the commercial consumer space later. So 
likewise, um, with our background, our, we have a really great team. I'm really privileged and honored to be, have a really solid team. Um, and our main office is in Princeton, New Jersey. It's just about 30 minutes from New York, where we have some really nice labs that our uh, engineers work in. Um, we were able to bring the product to market that's um, really lightweight and also low price. So I think that's one reason why we're seeing a lot of traction right now. Uh, but we're, we're always working on the next version. So even as we speak, we're working on our next version of the glasses, which will be much smaller than this with even more capabilities. So you mentioned that it's you're, you're focused on the B2B market. And I was looking up some of the uses. You've talked about how paramedics can use it to take somebody's, I, I believe, pulse and maybe temperature. Um, can you expand on that and then also talk about some of the other amazing things that Third Eye can do? Definitely. So I think during COVID right now, um, we're trying to help out where we can, and we're seeing some pretty tremendous use cases mm -hmm. come up, um, especially for first responders. So uh, one of our uh, uh, use cases right now is for telehealth on the glasses. So for example, a first responder wearing these glasses, there's a camera in front of the glasses. The first responder can stream their live point of view to a remote hospital, remote doctor. Mm. And the difference between this and just holding your phone up is that one, your hands free, so the first responder can use their hands while they're working. Two, this is all augmented reality. So in, in terms of like FaceTime, which is just video streaming, with augmented reality, the remote doctor could actually like draw a life circle or uh, bring up the patient's information live in front of you. So we're a HIPAA certified pair of glasses. Um, so there's a lot more features that augmented reality enables uh, the, the person running the glasses to do versus just a normal video streaming platform. And that's where we're seeing uh, a really powerful use case for first responders. And we're really happy to help them out. And we're, we're continuing to do that as we speak. We're building out more healthcare features. So healthcare is one of our biggest markets, um, especially with COVID right now. We're trying to help out first responders with telehealth. Um, being able to bring it uh, up like first responder protocols on the glasses. And also on the non-healthcare side, um, a lot of companies right now, that are, a lot of workers are working from home. So for frontline workers, they can wear these glasses and a remote expert who could be hundreds of miles away could see exactly what the frontline worker is seeing and provide them live remote assistance. So this is really invaluable because now you don't need to fly out the senior technician or whoever the expert is in your company. Um, once you have a distributed workforce with these glasses, with augmented reality, you can really spread out the knowledge capital and uh, use AR to uh, enable remote communication. So, I mean, with, we have software on the glasses that enables like live video streaming and um, enables like a remote expert to uh, live annotate, draw circles, do different things. So, it's really helping um, the distributed workforce right now. Was there one point where you were like, like, was there a video game you played or something you saw a movie that were, you were like, Oh my gosh, I want to, I want to build that. Definitely. So I think um, the closest uh, movie to this is probably Iron Man. And we're actually trying to uh, contact Robert Downey Jr. Right now to like partner with our company. But I think Iron Man is something that uh, we, it's definitely futuristic in terms of being able to, it can do a lot cooler stuff than what we can do right now, but um, that, that was definitely one inspiration for this technology. Um, and I think it'll definitely get there. Like uh, this tech is getting better and better. Um, we were able to do like 3D holographic stuff. We're actually talking to an app company right now that is making an app on our glasses where if you're walking around like New York City with these glasses, you'll have like 3D dragons flying at you 
from behind skyscrapers like coming at you like that so there's like multiplayer games that people are developing on these glasses and it's going to be, become more and more amazing and the difference between ar and vr is that virtual reality takes you to a totally different world like it's more for gaming entertainment purposes where you're transported to a totally different experience but with augmented reality the reason why people think this will be much bigger than virtual reality is because you're still in the real world you're just augmenting it with digital information so this has a lot more b2b use cases as well as the gaming use cases where you could be in the real world and have like virtual dragons flying at you and things like that so <laughs> there's a lot of cool stuff that we have software partners honestly around the world who are making apps on our glasses we have 500 plus software partners right now um and we have an app store and all that stuff to enable um hopefully the spread of this technology pretty soon I, I saw you had over 500 apps on the platform which is insane when you think about it i'm curious which one which app do you use the most so personally um because we're b2b we use our own remote eye application so what this enables uh, you to do is wear the glasses and someone can see exactly what you see in real time and provide you like live annotations step-by-step workflow and a lot of useful applications that businesses across the spectrum are using um, so this is something that we're seeing as really useful right now and it's saving uh, businesses like 40 percent in task time task efficiency worker safety so honestly within a couple of months of buying these glasses they're making up the cost of uh, purchasing them because they don't need to fly out a senior technician they can just have the senior technician sitting in his house in front of his computer and if maybe the junior uh, worker wearing these glasses and they can have live communication and uh, live uh, a live discussion. So I would say that's the most popular application. Uh, but in terms of what's the most fun for me, I obviously prefer the entertainment and gaming stuff. So we have an app on these glasses called Omni, which enables you to watch like 16 different screens at the same what? time. So imagine you're sitting in the beach, you could wear these glasses just by moving your head around you have 16 high definition, high definition screens placed in different locations, all private for you. Imagine you're watching 16 NFL games on a Sunday on these glasses. What? And no one can see what you're watching. It's, it's totally private for you. And it, you can sit indoors and outdoors. And so I meaning like, oh, hey, I'm going to watch the Colts game here and then the Titans game exactly, here. Exactly. And then... NFL Red Zone. Exactly. And Dang. that's possible right now. We have that app right now, which hopefully I can show you one day in person. But um this that's my personal favorite app because you can do a lot of uh, i think that's what one day they predict that um even like televisions won't be made anymore because people will just have these glasses and you'll have like virtual televisions that you can watch which wow. are like 90 90 inch high definition screens which are totally private for you like someone walking in front of you has no idea what you're watching so i think that's uh, that's a pretty cool one so how many iterations did it take you to come up with this product you're wearing right now so it took a, uh, I would say a couple of iterations. Um, so nothing uh, beats like actual user experience. So we brought to market our X, this are our X2 glasses. So I would say uh, three years ago, we brought to market our X1 glasses, which we learned a lot from um, because that's a glass that uh, we thought um, it addressed users' needs, but it was the first product ever to market. And when people tried it out, they had, they had a lot of ergonomic uh uh, feedback as well as like user issue feedback. So for a product like this, it's both hardware and software. It's like as complicated as an iPhone basically. So um, there's a lot of feedback that uh, we got, um, which was invaluable for us. So when we brought to market our X2 glasses, the feedback is much better now. So I think we're seeing a lot better traction, um, but definitely nothing 
these like uh, actual user experience. You can test it out in the lab as much as you want, but once you ship it out to people who are using it for all types of crazy use cases, um, that's where you actually get uh, like live user feedback. Um, but right now our X2 glasses, they're being manufactured by one of the largest manufacturers in the world uh, in Taiwan. And they man they manufacture like Apple smartwatches and laptops and they, they uh, are manufacturing glasses. So we can make these in scale right now in, in the thousands, tens of thousands if needed. Uh, but we learned a lot from our first version and uh, definitely we want to, uh, we're continuously listening to customer feedback. Like we're getting more feedback every day and we're pushing yeah, more updates uh, to our glasses. Um, so that's really critical to make a successful product. Yeah, bro. Could I buy some right now? Yeah, we're selling worldwide. Uh, but I'll, yes. I'll give you, a, I'll send you a free sample. Uh, so, and uh, so, there's a collapse on it, definitely. Uh, I appreciate that. Generous. I'm, it is cool. I remember like two or three years ago, um, the NFL or even college football was talking about how much of a game changer glasses like these could be in the sense that like, you know, in football and sports in general, you're, you're doing a lot of film analysis and breakdown and like just kind of a, a separate it. You're in a classroom trying to learn about how to be athletic in a different sense, kind of right. right. But how awesome would it be to actually wear the glasses and simulate um, your wide receiver running a route? And then you have to make this cut to catch the ball with this certain timing, like the value with with that market as well i think could be just fantastic so personally i'm pumped to see definitely this yeah the, the simulation aspect of this is a uh, really powerful and not just for sports but even for like firefighters for example where we have making the glasses where you can wear the glasses and firefighters can simulate mm -hmm. being in like a fire setting for example and with the glasses um there's an app on the glasses where you can uh you can look at a sports game, for example, and you can see the player stats overlaid on the player's uh, faces. So instead of looking at your phone for like how many completions does someone have, how many free throws someone had, you could wear the glasses and just look at a player and in a live sports game, um, which isn't happening right now, obviously, but you could have that information overlaid on, on, your, uh, on, your, uh, on the glasses. So there's cool apps like that, definitely. It's amazing, and I know part of my disbelief is because it's so new and I'm unfamiliar with it, but like the fact that you can have visual awareness or identification of, you know, there's phones where you take a picture of a flower and it tells you what flower it is. It's like, I don't know the first thing of how the heck you built something like this where the glasses can identify where the skyscrapers are as I'm bouncing around walking and then show a dragon peep around the corner. It's like, oh my gosh, what's yeah. it like to be a genius, Nick? That's insane. <laughs> now I'm, I'm privileged to have a really smart group of hardware engineers, software engineers working around me. And I think uh, just like the iPhone, like Steve Jobs, he's my inspiration. I read his biography and like uh, my goal is to make technology that hopefully can impact people as much as the iPhone one day. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a lot of tech in here. Like we have a GPS to locate like your location. We have Wi-Fi, Bluetooth pretty much everything a phone has, we stuffed it in here. Um, we have a lot of patents. We have, I would say like 30 plus patents on the glasses. Uh, so we have a lot of like smart people who, who are way smarter than me who helped uh, develop these glasses. And I think we're just trying to make a difference in the world. Like honestly, like on the healthcare side, that's one reason I love it so much is because it's actually changing people's lives. So not just for telehealth or first responders, but like for the vision impaired, for example, they can't see properly. 
they can use these glasses and the glasses through the camera, through the speaker on the back of the phone, back of the um, glasses, it can tell someone who's vision impaired or blind, like, hey, there's a road in front of you, or it can zoom into a book or zoom into a TV. So that's like a hundred million plus market around the world that has potential to use these glasses um, to change mm -hmm. their lives. So I think uh, we're trying to make a difference in the world and um, bring product, bring to market a product that uh, has the potential to do that. Um, but every day we're learning, like we're getting more feedback every day and we're trying to make changes every day to our product. And um, honestly, that's been the most gratifying aspect uh, of this, seeing actual people using it and actual people giving positive and negative feedback. Like we're listening to it all. So, uh, but it's pretty cool that it's pretty cool space. Definitely. I agree with you. So can you tell us, Nick, about a time where you met discouragement and had like, you know, whether it startup phase and it was your parents saying, Hey, this is risky or maybe, you know, that you, whatever the first product was and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is way harder than I thought was, what was that for you? And how did you make it past that? Definitely. So that, that's a great question. I think that's something when a lot of people, um, like a lot of college students, they ask me like, I want to start my own company. There's stuff you need to take into account. Like if this is, if you want a, a no stress uh, job, like being starting your own company isn't the right path for you. So there's definitely been a lot of obstacles. Um, definitely uh, like not, there's a statistic that 95% of startups fail within the first five years for many reasons. Like I have friends who were geniuses and worked their tails off. Um, but they didn't get luckier for whatever reason and their stuff failed. So I always tell people, you gotta be prepared for that. You can like have a perfect product, um, work so hard, but you need some luck too. Um, so thankfully third, I had some luck, um, but we faced obstacles in terms of like the initial product, the product acceptance wasn't uh, super great, but the good thing is we learned from that. Um, some yeah. companies, they don't listen to customer feedback at all. Like they, they're really rigid in their thinking, but at third eye, like we always want to listen to customers and, uh, consumer feedback. So we listened to that and we redesigned the product and now we're getting a lot more, a uh, lot more traction. Um, in terms of the company culture, that's always really critical. We only try to bring on people who are really energetic, positive thinking. Um, we don't like to have like a lot of red tape or bureaucracy. We just want people to give their, share their input. And a lot of people, even if they don't have any experience in technology, some of our best um, employees are people who we're just really passionate about AR. They thought this is really cool. This is the future and they were willing to learn about it. And now they're uh, doing great. So I think um, that's where we're trying to build a really positive company culture, um, which is really critical, um, especially when you're a smaller company. And we're also trying to um, listen to uh, the market input, the customer feedback, and really uh, make something that actual people want to use. Um, because right now there's a lot of cool stuff in market, like really advanced tech tech but people aren't using it because it's not designed for an actual use case. It's really advanced technology, but it's not designed for like a real world use. So I think we're trying to make something really like powerful and cool, uh, but also useful for the real world. Uh, so I, I would say like those are some of the stuff that we went through, uh, but every day is a new day and every day is uh, in a startup. It's crazy. You have ups and downs, but overall it's going well. So, yeah. I was looking at all the articles you've been featured in and, and you're on the Forbes 30 under 30. When you look back on maybe not even just third eye, but everything you've accomplished in your life, what would you say you're most proud of? So I'm at the Forbes 30 under 30. That was really unexpected. And that was, I was really uh, surprised and happy to see that. Um, that's, that was uh, really awesome. 
Um, but I think personally, like our healthcare stuff, like the healthcare news articles, and we were featured in ABC News nationwide for one of our healthcare uh, use cases. That's something I'm most proud of because that's something where we made a material effort and step to help out first responders. And these guys are so brave and they don't get like too much recognition. And when we went in person to uh, the first responder station in Pennsylvania and uh, we were seeing how it's being used and like that's something that uh, not just me, but our entire company was really proud to be part of. Um, so I think we're, that's why healthcare is a huge focus for us um, because I mean, in other industries, it's nice to use AR. Um, it's like gaming, field service, telecom, like it's helping the company, but in healthcare, it's actually changing people's lives. So I think that's where we're, um, we want to continue keeping our focus on and we're really proud to have made a, a minor impact so far. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, man. Well done. I'm curious when Thanks. you when you look back on um, yeah your career and your life, what are three pieces of advice that you've found to be super valuable that may, yeah maybe someone shared them with you or maybe you've learned it uh, through experience? But I'm curious, what three lessons have have changed your life? Definitely. So I think through experience, experience is the best teacher. Um, so I'm really happy that I started my company right after college um and instead of going to like an mba or somewhere because I, I learned a lot through experience and i think definitely um one thing is uh just believe in yourself um because you're going to have so many ups and downs as a startup uh but overall um we found that if you have built a really strong company culture and just believe in the team believe in yourself you'll have an overall positive trajectory um the second thing is always let's don't be rigid in your thinking be open to um what other, other people have input. Um, one of the biggest reasons we see a lot of tech fail is they just keep designing something and bring the product, bring to market something that isn't actually what people want to use. And at Third Eye, like we always listen to what the market tells us, what customers tell us, and we try to incorporate that in our software and hardware. And I think that's really mm -hmm. critical to become a, a successful product, especially in the tech space where uh, like adoption is, is really massive. Um, and the final thing is just build a really great company culture um, because you want to have people who share your thinking. You don't want to go to work any day and be surrounded by people who um, don't have your same mindset. So even if it's harder to find those people and it takes you a longer time, it's worth it in the, in the long term. So that's something that we're really focused on. Is there someone that served as a mentor to you through this? Definitely. So I, I have different mentors um, on the tech technical side, like we have some really senior engineers and senior um, people who are way smarter than me, who I learned a lot from on the business side. Like um, I would say personally, like my family um, and also we have some senior advisors who have a lot more experience um, who taught me a lot. And also um, I don't know them personally, but people like uh, Steve Jobs, Mark Cuban, who were read up on and read their books and they really um, taught me a lot in terms of, uh, the obstacles you could go through as CEO and um, what you should be prepared to deal with and how you should uh, um, deal with different situations. So I mean, personally, like definitely my family is a huge inspiration and, um, but publicly, like there's some really um, tremendous uh, people out there, like, especially like someone like Steve Jobs in the, in the tech space where Apple wasn't Apple when he started, it was, it was competing against IBM and one of the, some of the other big companies back then. But, he um, found a way to make it into a really 
successful companies. So I think we're in a similar space like he was um, 30 years ago. So Yeah, that is interesting. I'm, I, I've, I've consumed about as much Steve Jobs content as is out there, but Mark Cuban, I actually haven't read or I don't know a lot about him, so I'm going to have to get schooled up now. Appreciate the recommendation. Um, Definitely. Nick, I'm so excited for what you've built and what you're building. Your vision for it is really tangible and inspiring. Um, I think that you have already helped so many people as you were just talking with healthcare. So uh, thank you for being a vehicle for that. And I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me today. If there's ever anything that I or we could do to, to help you out, just let us know. But um, this was a real pleasure. Thank you a lot, Andrew. And hopefully one day I can, we're definitely going to send you a pair of glasses. And when you try it out, hopefully you have a powerful experience on them. But thank you for your time. I think this is, I'm always happy to talk about uh, how augmented reality is helping the world. Oh, I'm freaking pumped, man. Let's go.